Hello and welcome, friends, to another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Episode 32, uh, another episode of live recording of uh, Instagram live stories uh, that was recorded on Monday, April 16th, 2018. Uh, by popular demand, a lot of uh, followers uh, asked, uh, when's the next live IG? When's the next uh, uh, broadcast on IG live? Like, okay, um, I'm one to be synergetic and to listen and to, you know, just throw my hat in the game and say, okay, what else could go wrong? Okay, I'm not, I'm probably barreling the lead by telling you guys this, but uh, I had no idea. I'm telling you guys that this podcast is a work in progress and I do not shy away from this and I'm burying myself. This podcast is definitely a work in progress and a lovely enterprise of being totally me, being, bearing my, uh, my frailties and, you know, my inadequacies and my production qualities, warts and all. I had no idea that IG Live Stories had a time limit, which would be one hour. So as I was engaging into one last story during my broadcast i got this uh, warning that uh, there were 20 seconds remaining so i basically had to sign off in like a sonic the hedgehog type of way um so my sincere apologies if you know i'm getting to my stories and you realize on the audio that i have to basically sign off so that's the story behind that but that is the beauty of live so uh, don't judge me but uh, let's get into this fun conversation of episode 32 of awaken the awesome let's do this Volume three of uh, live uh, Instagram live uh, episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. Thank you so much for you guys for showing up, and to anyone who's uh, who shared and liked, you know, the little stories about you know this year recording. So I just want to say hi and uh, thank you. Just taking two seconds. Uh, let's just make it like you know thirty seconds of silence um, for the uh, unfortunate passing of the uh, Humboldt Broncos hockey team. Uh, I'm sure you guys have uh, had the um, unfortunate news uh, go around the interweb. So let's just take a, like you know good thirty seconds of silence uh, in respect and uh, acknowledgement for all the families uh, touched uh, by this tragedy. Thank you guys for this moment of respect. So, we're here. Uh, so, who's here? Who's here? I've got Dominique. I've got... Uh, hey, Karin! Hello, Karin. Hello, Ludzi. Thank you guys for being here. Um, I have to say, I genuinely had absolutely no idea, and I've been wrestling throughout the past week over the past uh, couple of days over, like, what in the world am I going to talk about? And I realized that there's no point in actually trying to, to uh, you know, wrestle my brain around what I would actually want to talk about because there are so many things I want to talk about. But let's keep things centered. And I want to talk about, you know, um, a fun story that just happened, like, no later than yesterday. And it is, as stupid as it sounds, you realize that it's the little things that can add up to a very significant a positive moment because it's all about because um, we always try to see when everything is going crazy when everything is out of control and everything seems out of whack and you feel so you know burdened by you know both internal emotions and exterior you know annoyances and everything when the universe just seems out of whack you really need to extract yourself from the situation and do go back to the basics and go back to the simple things Yesterday, I just went out um, and because, you know, it's been a heavy week and a heavy workload and, you know, the day-to-day always catches up with you, right? So you always learn that it's important to extract yourself from the situation. And yesterday, I just basically went out and, first of all, got my hair done, which is a good thing, which is always a good thing. Um, Normally, I used to do that very routinely, but, you know, sometimes you always do that, you know, when you have time and when you realize that your wife really can't stand you. So I basically did that, and 
it really helped. And first of all, because I enjoy the guys at the barbershop because they're a fun group of guys and they're really fun and they're so welcoming and they're so warm. And, you know, they've always, you know, been good to me and they're always so nice. So first of all, being surrounded by a bunch of good hearted, you know, good, positive, you know, good atmosphere people is always a good thing. So first of all, this is where it's very important to go back to that theme that we're always talking about. Surround yourself with the right people. And sometimes, you know, the people, you know, closest to you or, you know, it's really important to reach out and to speak your own words and to speak your own truth and to be honest about how you feel. And that thing about the barbershop has always surprised me about, you know, it's not people you hang out with, but they have, because if it's the person that you trust enough to actually put a blade to your throat, chances are there is an inherent trust that goes with that. And those guys have been with me for like a couple of years, ever since I moved to the South Shore of Montreal. So it's a great relationship I have with them. So it's always fun to see them. And I'm never in a rush. I'm never in a rush to get in because any guy will tell you this, right? The barbershop or like the, for some guys, it's the barbershop and some guys, it's the golf course for some guys. I don't know. But for me, it's the barbershop. I don't want to feel rushed at the barbershop. I don't want to feel on the road. I don't want to feel on the run. And it's another circumstance where you have to acknowledge the little theme that we call being present and mindfulness. I'm getting philosophical about the barbershop, but this is very true. As far as my personal circumstance, I don't, I make a very big effort to be present. Whatever I'm doing, I try to remain present. If I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book. If I'm doing the laundry, I'm doing the laundry. If I'm at the barbershop, I'm not thinking about I have to get home or have, if it gets as Haitian barbershops do, you know, if it gets really busy, of course, you're going to look at the clock and say, my God, I've been here for two hours. But still, it's important to enjoy the moment, you know, no matter it takes like 20 minutes to get my hair done. But still, it's important to enjoy the moment and acknowledge these little treatments that, you know, these little treats that you allow yourself and your soul. So, you know, just a matter of taking care of yourself, not just inwardly, but outwardly, because Perception is everything. It's all about how you treat yourself, how you love yourself first. You cannot give what you don't have. So in this particular, you know, opportunity of just sitting down with the guys and just talking about random, talking about the news, talking about the city, talking about the traffic, talking about the weather, talking about kids, it's good to actually take a breather and acknowledge that, you know what, all I needed was to get out of a certain environment because as I said, I was really heavy throughout the week. And, you know, sometimes you can't define it. You don't have the words to actually express how you feel. And sometimes all you need to do is realize that maybe you might be a toxic, you know, element to the environment and you just need to extract yourself. Whether it was from work, whether it was at home, I hadn't been sleeping well. You know, it was like it was re it was a really big deal for me because I really my nights were really, really short. So I'm waking up like a little bit earlier than I usually used to. I can get by with a couple of hours of sleep. It's just that, you know, it's been quite of a ruckus. But catching up with myself, you know, just a little time at the barbershop and then transitioning to, would you believe it, just the car wash. First of all, I went out not with my car, but my wife's car. And just, you know, just taking two seconds to acknowledge the fact like, you know what, let me do this. Let me, it's not that it's a big deal, but as relationships happen, it's important to put onus on the little things. The little things matter. The little things always go, you know, the extra mile. And I'm always about the little extra thing that you can do. No matter, it doesn't have to be, you know, fur coats and diamonds, even though the ladies would appreciate it, I know. But, you know, just taking the time, just, you know, just go to the car wash and say, like, you know what, guys, let's go full flesh. Let's go full VIP, get my wife's car clean. I just want this, th this thing clean. I want her to just, like, to feel, you know, to acknowledge the fact that, not acknowledge, but, you know, just to see in physical form how much I care about it. And this, you know, it, I'm probably just blowing it out of proportion, but that's just me. Take ownership into the fact that, you know, there are little things that you can do on a daily basis that can help you and that can, you know, just give you that little oomph that you need, you know, to remind yourself that you matter to you. Because, you know, I'm all about, I'm not about stuff. I'm more about experiences and acknowledging how you feel. And it's important to recognize that sometimes, you know, maybe you might not be the best person for you. And sometimes, you need to just take two seconds and pause and realize that, you know what, right now I just need to back away. Right now, the same way when I came home, I went straight downstairs and I played video games, you know. So sometimes you just need to do you. And it's okay. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, a fun story, um, and I was going over this with my brother, um, in terms of... Uh, 
acknowledging who you are and being okay. Because we talked about this um, over the last uh, couple of episodes about you need to acknowledge who you are, uh, not who you were or who you want to be. But and there's this wonderful quote that I really love called uh, that goes, and I'm probably paraphrasing, so I do apologize, guys. Um, Wherever you go, there you are. And for the longest time, it I guess the meaning escaped me at some point, because sometimes you read the words and you tell yourself that, hey, you know what? Okay, of course, of course I'm always here. But, and it goes back to this, this theme I've been really, really um, enamored with, I have to say, over the past year. Again, I'm bringing about this word called acceptance. And it's really important to recognize how you need to accept yourself, not just others, but yourself first and foremost. And you are bound to yourself, whether inwardly or outwardly yet again. So wherever you go, there you are. You have to make sure that you enjoy being with yourself and that you appreciate yourself and that you love yourself and that you treat yourself well. And I'm not talking about expenses and vacations and stuff. Do you? And there's no judging going on here. In this safe space of Awakening the Awesome, it's always about acceptance. I'm a guy who's building himself. And as my friend Tangi was saying in the past episode, um, we should definitely check out, by the way, episode 30. I really love that conversation with Tangi. And he was talking about this you is always under construction. And I really do believe that. It's really important to acknowledge that we're always in becoming and in always building ourselves. And it's important to recognize that, you know, Hey, right now, this is where I'm at. Right now, this is what I'm happy with. Right now, this is what I'm dissatisfied with. And there's no shame in acknowledging that, you know what? Okay, this is my lane. This is my state. This is where I'm headed. And you have to do you. And when it says that wherever you go, there you are, it is so important to acknowledge that every single step, is another reminder. Every single day is a gift, and you need to remind yourself that you have to take care of you. You have to take care of yourself. And someone I really care about um, was talking to me, like, you know what? Work is so hectic, and, you know, I don't know, like, you know, I should probably take a day off. And this is from my own experience. And I replied, well, what's stopping you? What is stopping you? Why don't you just call and take a day off? Or just bluntly and blatantly just tell yourself, you know what? It's not even about lying. Like, you know what? Just call and take a day off. Because the big mistake I made in a past life is the fact of thinking that you're essential. You're, you know, there's absolutely no way that this process can happen without you. Or the fact that if you extract yourself for at least a second or half a day, that, you know, the universe will drown in eternal damnation. That is wrong. That is wrong. And that is a wrong way of thinking. We often, you know, try to drown ourselves into thinking that, you know, if I extract myself from this process, I will be uh, looked down upon. My personal value or my personal worth, not just within the workplace or within people that depend on me. And you can translate that not just in workplace, but also in the family. If I tell my, if I tell my wife, because again, my, my basic example, if I tell my wife, you know what, I need to go take a walk right now. I can't, you know, I can't deal with the kids or the noise. I need to take a walk right now. And sometimes you do feel guilty because, hey, these are the people I love. These are the people I care about. These are the people I cherish. But, hey, at some point, you are a cup of energy. And sometimes that is energy is drained. And what you're doing is risking filling it up with negative energy. And you don't need to be spewing that in the form of frustration, in the, por- in the form of anger, in the form of impatience, in the form of condescension. You don't need to be projecting that. So wherever you go, there you are. Make sure that you are the best possible you that you can. And when sometimes that you might not be the best person to be around, you also need to be not only honest, but fair about it towards not just yourself, but other people. Fair warning is important. If you're not having the best day, give people fair warning. Let people know that, you know what, this might not be the best circumstance for you, so tread lightly, you know? So this is me um, still comparing, guys, still comparing, because I'm only using myself as a guinea pig, right? I've been cutting off coffee for the past week. I've cut off coffee for the past week. I'm just drinking water. And tonight, for you fine people, I'm having wine. 
So, you know, it's a good, it's a good opportunity to just like, you know, just unwind. Sorry about that. But it's important because you cannot constantly put yourself in the mindset that, you know, without you, this ship does not run. That is so fake. That is a fake conception of the fact that you want to give yourself a certain self-appointed irreplaceable value. Because if there's one thing I've learned, because I've hired and I've fired, I've been an employee and I've employed people. So I've been on every single side of the table you can think of. And there's one thing every single facets of this cross has taught me. Nobody is irreplaceable. Everybody's useful. Let me say that again. Everybody's useful. Nobody's irreplaceable. Not to say that you don't matter. You're part of a chain. You're part of a whole. You're part of a team. So you certainly have your use and you certainly have value. But if you think that just one day where you're not feeling okay and you're feeling overwhelmed and, you know, the bills are piling up and you're having, you know, you're thinking about the wife, you're thinking about the kids, you're thinking about every single thing. It's like, oh, my God, if I don't get into work today, it's solely going to be pandemonium. That is not true. You need to allow yourself and acknowledge yourself that, you know what, right now I'm not the best employee. Right now I'm not the best companion. Right now I'm not the best caretaker. And you need to take care of you. I made this mistake, guys. I made this mistake time and time and time again to a point where I see this now in hindsight. Well, it was basically, you know, and this is where we talk about, you know, you can't do things half-assed, right? You can't do things half-assed. I was at work. I was thinking about home. I was at home, I was thinking about work. I was driving, I was thinking about God knows how many things, right? So at a certain point, you're diluting yourself from every single one of these tasks or obligations that you keep telling yourself are important. So at the same time, you're shortchanging these people who depend on you. So it's important to accept things, right? And it's important to acknowledge that. It's important to recognize that and it's important to know yourself. And that is something that I say lightly, but it takes tremendous humility and it takes a lot of patience because if you boil down to a lot of elements and what makes you you, you realize that, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not the most patient person or maybe I am not the nicest person. Um, basic example, right? Um, cause it just ran through my head just now. A couple of years ago, uh, if not to name the year 2016, I had a very lousy, ugly year. Okay. Out of my mouth, I'm saying it because it was not a fun year. I, 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 I was not a pleasant person. I was very, I was very, um, angst. I had a lot of, uh, rancor. I had a lot of anger towards me. I was very unpleasant. I was not the most sociable person, right? And we were away on a family holiday at the at a cabin up in the mountains here in Quebec and uh my brother-in-law well both my brother-in-laws uh came up on my wife's side uh came up to me it was just I was just hanging out you know I was just hanging out and just like you know having a drink and just like being in my own bubble right because you know the thing about me is that okay I'm not going to you know burden you but you know as we always try not to annoy people we realize we're more annoying by trying to distance ourselves and they both came up to me and basically they told me like you're not the same, and you haven't been the same in the past year. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on with you. You don't smile. You don't joke. You know, you're just totally in your own bubble. It's like, okay, you're doing the polite thing, but you're obviously not here. And if there's anything that's going on or if there's anything that we can do, even this, we don't have the answers, but we want to hear you out, and we'd love it if you just, like, reach out to us because we care about you and we miss you. And that is the type of circumstance that's called a difficult conversation, and these are the conversations that need to be had, okay? So too often enough, we will boil and, and boil and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate, and we realize that what we need, and this is what I'm trying to promote through these programs and through these exchanges, is the importance of communication and connection because we're all in this together, and that is an exchange that was really important to me because it showed me, first of all, that, you know, I was not invisible, and it's just in hindsight, I'm saying that, you know, I was being very unfair, I was being uh, very, uh, very hurtful. Uh, I was being dismissive and I was being um, ignorant to, you know, the consequences of my actions. And that's why I'm telling you, you really need to know where you are mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually to know how to, first of all, deal with these emotions. And second of all, how to grow from them and build from them and move 
along from them. So that was a very big uh, moment for our relationship. Um, so I had a great talk with the guys and I told them like, listen, it's not direct at you personally. I'm just dealing with a lot of personal stuff and I just don't know how to deal with it. And I'm just very, very angry right now. And that was for me a revelation where I realized one of my biggest sins personally, which I thought was, um, I really thought, uh, my, my biggest sin was pride, but I have to admit my biggest sin actually is wrath because I realized that I boiled so much stuff over the years that, you know, at a certain point, like, after my breakdown, I had to acknowledge that, you know what, sometimes I'm not the nicest person. But I've learned, you know, to recognize these triggers and these emotions and how to grow past them. Okay? So, um, we're always a work in progress. And it's not to say that, you know, it's impossible. But you definitely have to acknowledge who you are, where you stand, and what type of environment you want around you, what type of people, what type of network you want to build, what type of connections you want to do. Because guess what? There are certain circumstances that will show you that there are not everybody you meet along your way is supposed to stay there. That's another quote you'll see going around the memes. You realize that um, human beings are a species. We are social beings. We are built on social interactions. And it's also important to realize that, you know, we're built on emotions, we're built on physical relations, we'll, we'll build, we're built on thought, uh, we're built on communication, but at some times, these relationships will dwindle. Not every single relationship you had, say, you know, in grade school, is supposed to follow you all through your professional life. I have a very core group of guys, which I've known for at least a good 30 years now, seriously, and these guys have been with me through thick and thin. And it's something that is cherished in terms of both, you know, loyalty and sincerity and, you know, in terms of commitment. And it's, you know, and I'm not even talking about I'll do for you what you do for me. Reciprocity is not about doing the same. Reciprocity is about showing equal commitment towards the other. All right. It's not because I gave you a ride that I expect you to give me a ride. It's not because I paid dinner for you means that you have to pay dinner for me, you know. But to know that through our relationship and through the connection that we have and through the truth that we share, that I'm able to rely on you in the same way that you can rely on me is a treasured gift. And I encourage you guys to actually look within your immediate circle or outward circle. Who are these people whose relationships that you truly do cherish? And if you can, and you definitely should, take a second and let them know that they matter. I tell these guys this all the time. I also have a very core group of friends here, uh, my Defenders of Awesomeness, who I tell that all the time, every so often. I tell them, like, you know, I really cherish you guys' friendship because you guys keep me sane. You guys keep me whole. You guys keep me grounded. I'm thankful for my family every single day. I'm thankful for my in-laws, and I'm thankful for everybody who's shown me affection through thick and thin. Um, and again, I also acknowledge, because I say, I say that myself really sometimes, I, I know that it's important to also acknowledge that, you know, I'm not always the nicest person, but you know, it's never directed at you. And, you know, sometimes it's always, you know, taking a second to like, okay, maybe I'm not having the best day, you know? So, um, acceptance, it's, uh, it's a daily, uh, ongoing process and, you know, you should cherish every single day because, you know, you're not doing this alone and you're definitely not one in a desert of turmoil. There are people who are more than willing to listen to you. There are more people who are more willing to reach out. And happiness is not something you own. Happiness is not uh, stuff. Happiness is something you are. Okay, let me say that again. Happiness is not something you own. Happiness is something you are. And I realize a lot of us and a lot of discussions I've had both on and offline hearken a lot back to what um, we're searching for in terms of, you know what, I just want to feel fulfilled. I just want to matter. I just want uh, my kids to know that, you know, they're the most precious thing to me. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Because, you know, for some people, it is that simple. It does not have to be, you don't have to be the next Tony Robbins. You don't have to be the next Richard Branson. You can just be you. And that's something I've been doing a lot uh, over the past week as well, is realizing 
the common denominator with these people that we label as quote-unquote successful is the fact that they're not worried what the other guy is doing. They're not concerned with what's going on in the next door neighbor because yet again another quote i'm too busy concern i'm too busy working on my own grass in order that yours is greener okay so it's very important again i'm bringing up important points here so i'm hoping you guys are taking notes so you cannot constantly base yourself on other people's achievements it's nice to be inspired it's nice to be you know um amazed or awed because you know some people do have you know creative and you know you know extraordinary accomplishments but it's important to acknowledge the little successes that you hold right so it's whether it goes through hey my kids are healthy you know and it's okay to say like you know what hey i didn't crash today because there was a lot of ice on the roads today there was a lot of ice and all the roads closed and you know the schools were closed but hey what happened was i went to work and i came home thank you lord for this day thank you lord for bringing me home thank you lord that my kids can actually run and pronounce sentences and hug me and you know drive me crazy but thank you lord for these little blessings it's all about the little things cuz too easily do we allow an excruciating amount of real estate to the toxicity and the negative elements of our day to day without sometimes just taking a step back and realizing what little things little details can often lead to an amazing amount of blessings throughout a day and i invite you guys to actually do that from time to time you know acknowledge the little things that accumulate you know and combine themselves to you know translating that maybe just maybe you're being a little bit too harsh on yourself it's okay if you have a high demand or you have high standards and you have high expectations on yourself and it's up to yourself to feel yourself accountable for what you do throughout your day but it's important to also take a step back and look at your life from an objective perspective and acknowledge that you know what i'm grateful you know what i am thankful you know what i'm going to do better and this is not just throwing words out there guys i truly do believe that it's important to always 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 acknowledge the progress that you're making every single day every single day you know it's not about being the best i don't believe in perfection i believe in slowly building i'm not a sprinter i'm not a sprinter i've always been a long distance runner i believe in consistency i believe in the long term I believe that eventually repetition will eventually become motivation. And what happens, anything done with consistency and rigor will become a perfectly executed task. So you need to allow yourself the time and the humility to know that it's important to go the distance and to allow yourself to breathe. And if you guys don't believe in meditation, just close your eyes put the phone down and just if you can isolate yourself in silence and take it like for 2 minutes just take in the silence just opening up your eyes again and you'll feel just a little bit more refreshed it's not always easy i know this all too well it's not always easy but you have it within you to acknowledge how you know the universe will only give you what you ask of it and um i heard this in a podcast a uh, uh, really long time ago but i wrote it down and i hope it to share with you guys um and again i'm paraphrasing cuz i don't remember the uh, guest's name but the universe cannot hit a moving target and what he meant by that was saying that uh the first step to getting what you want out of life is basically to know what you want so i can't be here from the universe right and you're asking 10,000 things at the same time like okay what do you want Okay, what do you want? What is it that you want out of life? Where do you want to go? What is it that you want to execute? What is it that you want to accomplish? Okay? Cuz if you're waiting to okay, oh I want to write a book. Okay, fine. You want to write a book. Okay, so what are you doing to write a book? Have you started writing? Have you started writing? You need to be accountable for what you do because that's the thing. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, right? Nobody wants to die. Everybody wants to, you know, success when they, unless until they realize the work that goes into it. And 
I'm not being condescending. I'm being perfectly real. I'm being perfectly honest and I'm being perfectly truthful. Okay? If you want to get, if you want to change your process, and it's something I truly do believe in. The first step to getting out of a hole, whether creative or emotional or spiritual or whatever, the first step to getting out of a hole, stop digging. Stop digging. Really, stop digging. If you're repeating the exact same process that led you here, or sometimes when I used to tell my kid brother, if you're complaining about the same thing a year later, it probably didn't matter to you. It probably did not matter to you enough to actually change your habit. It probably didn't matter to you enough to change your mindset. It probably did not matter to you enough to wake up earlier. It probably did not matter you to, new, to you enough to turn off uh, that, uh, that uh, binge watching. It has to be a significant, it has to be significant enough for you to actually do the extra step or go the extra mile or actually build on what you're trying to do, what you're trying to execute. I did not start this this journey of uh, this second volley of the podcast lightly. It took me a while because I was sort of in a funk, but you know it took a lot of signs. It took a lot of encouragement from uh, from outside people, whether my wife or again shout out to Stefan Bazin who was very insistent. Um, um, and uh, it's very important to you know listen to the signs, but you have to listen also to yourself. I'm sorry, I'm just reading a comment here from It's very important. Okay, so that's a very good point. The universe doesn't always answer. And that is a hard lesson. The, the, you might speak your truth into the universe, and sometimes, uh, yeah, you know, you don't get what you want and you don't get what you deserve. And sometimes that is a huge lesson in humility as well. Because I know this as a personal circumstance, right? Um, say, uh, and this is the best example I can pick, which is very true. And I'm, I, I want to address that. Thank you, Kain. Um, you might put in the work. You might put in the time. You might put in the sacrifice. You might put in the bloodshed and tears. And still, doors close, opportunities are not there, and then fine. So what do you do? Do you cry about it? Do you feel bad about it? Do you blame do you blame outward sources? Do you blame the boss? Do you blame the relationship? Do you blame the circumstances? Do you blame the opportunities? Or do you move on? I cannot speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself. When that happened to me was in a past life, when I put in insane amount of hours, I put in insane amount of time, I put in insane amount of sacrifice, insane amount of shifts. I put in a lot of time. I sacrificed time with my children, sacrificed time with my wife, I sacrificed time. I sacrificed a lot, okay? And there was a promotion on the line. And I did everything I was supposed to do in my own appreciation of the circumstance. And I realized at the end of the day, somebody I really trusted, somebody I really looked up to, somebody who held basically the key to, you know, this opportunity for me, look at me in the eyes and say, like, you know what? You're not getting it. And, you know, some bogus reason or whatever. And I tell, I tell it and I feel myself boiling. But, and that this may be just me, but for me, that was my sign. Okay, if I did so much and I'm still not getting it, you know what? Maybe this is not for me or maybe I didn't want it bad enough. Or you know what? Is, does this really matter for me enough to actually, you know, accumulate this toxicity? And that was, for me, a, a turning point that basically showed me the door towards that job that I had. C'est peut-être pas le même exemple, Karin. But I can only speak for myself, you know? That's probably not the right example, but yes, that is very true, and there's no defining law that says that what I think is the word of law. It's only I can only speak for myself. But in my experience, yes, sometimes you might be shouting to your guts and to your lungs till you can't breathe anymore into the universe to give you a hand, but it's not going to happen. And sometimes you need to accept that. And sometimes it's going to be rough, and sometimes it's going to be harsh, and sometimes it's going to be really unfair. And sometimes you really need to learn, okay, and that's the lesson the Lord will teach us into humility. And sometimes it's not easy, and it's not fair, and it's very unpleasant. I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. I'm not saying it's fair. But life in itself, in its very own existence, to its core, to its very foundation, never was. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the light will shine for somebody else, and we'll see that, you know, we're just... We're just, you know, at the at the worst end of the stick. 
But I don't believe that's true. You know, we just probably need to look elsewhere for that um, that uh, comfort or that reward that we're looking for. But we need to accept both our successes as well as our shortcomings or our disappointments. And I believe that there's no perfect formula towards an entire because any joy, anything worth having is going to come with some form of heartache, you know. And again, that's only my personal experience. Who else joined? I've got, uh, hey, JC. Thanks for being here. Mr. Gibbs. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, uh, anybody catching this on the audio, I'm just saying hi to a couple of people joining in the program. Hi, Mr. Gibbs. Good to see you. Um, man, I've been talking a lot about acceptance. Um, so uh, what else I want to talk about? Um, I had another. I had another thing I just wanted to share. Um, yeah, I read this, I read this, um, cause I was, I was reading a lot about, um, setting your standards in life. Okay. Again, in your relationships and in a lot of circumstances and how you also go about dealing with yourself and how you should always qu- not question, but always hold yourself accountable to the decisions and you're part of the process. And uh, what the gentleman was writing basically was about um, you get what you tolerate. You get what you tolerate in terms of you will always be the one setting the standard of the circumstances that, that, that influence you in your immediate environment. And in the way I understood it, you get what you tolerate is a very profound way of telling people that, you know, However you're dealing with somebody across the table, whether through a relationship or a business relation or a deal or whatever, in communication, it's always important. And the way we behave with each other, it's uh, it's very important to understand that you need to set your standards very early. You need to set your standards very early and people need to know how to deal with you right off the bat. Because if you go about, um, I'm going to take a very dumb example, right? Um, when people, when I was doing photography and I was running my photography business and, um, a lot of people, you know, still trying on the come up would, uh, would be asking me like, you know what, um, how much should I price? How much should I charge? You know, um, somebody tapped me and actually do it for free. I was trying to do it for free cause you know, they're, they're a good friend and everything. And I'm like, do you want to be, do you want to go around? Uh, cause again, cause I told, I totally discouraged it because this is from experience, right? And you need to go through certain experiences to be able to reach out to other people and let them know what's going on and why you're giving them that advice. So I was really firm in telling them, you don't want to be the photographer that shoots for free. You do not want to be known as the photographer that shoots for free. You can price them really, really low and then justify hiking your prices overward. Because if you're starting out, sure, fine. But shooting for free, I totally, I totally discouraged. Because you do not want to be known as the photographer for free because people have big mouths and people talk to each other and people are going to go around saying that, you know what, Olivia shoots for free. So when I say you get what you tolerate, if I, the, when I used to manage personnel, right, and if, and it was a very particular part for me because I came to a point where I was managing my former colleagues. That's a very, very hard transition. But since the beginning, I knew how the ship worked, right? So when I was fair, but I could also be firm. I could be firm, but fair. And that's very important. So when you know how they speak, when you speak the language of, when you speak the language of the team, you know, if somebody like, you know, okay, Hey, you know, I showed up late. It's like, listen, if you're going to show up late, you're going to give me, you're going to add me another 15. You're not going to just like show up late and think you're not going to, you're not going to, yeah, yeah, but I'll make it up. Like, you know, just uh, give me an extra shift or whatever. I would, it's important to, again, Name your, uh, another way to say it, I think David, Dave Chappelle said it as well in another form. And he said, name your price early. Okay? You have to know what you're worth. Ladies know this as well. You have to know what you're worth. The way you carry yourself, the how you treat yourself, the how you, you engage people, how you speak to people. You have to name your price very early. Because people need to know who you are, how your how to go about you know dealing with you and what you're willing to deal what you're willing to put up with and what you will not put up with um right now i work in in an office where basically anybody that crosses my door knows i'm i'm a super nice guy i'm a super nice guy and you guys know this right everybody knows that i'm a super nice guy but the second you and i are going to interact on the business platform you and i know that okay we are integrally our teams are linked 
in a very intimate way. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. You know, just saying hi to people. People catching this on the audio, I'm just saying hi. Hi, Jess. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. And um, tell you what I was saying. So, yeah, I can be a super nice guy. But in terms of communication and the way we go about dealing with each other, it's very important to you to know that, okay, these I will not negotiate. And these, this is where we were going to work together. We're going to deal with each other. But these are things I will not tolerate. All right. And my wife and I have gone through this in the beginning, you know. There are things that, you know, we're going to compromise. There are things we're going to accommodate. And there are things I'm not going to deal with. And that's just me. Okay, that is just me. Like, I say this all the time. A very funny story. The first fight we ever had when we got married, the first fight we had was about, you know, staying in bed on the weekends. Because um, my wife likes to, likes to sleep in. I don't. So on the first day, like, you know, we just moved into our new place. And basically, I got up on a Saturday morning. It was really early because I'm an early riser. I've always been an early riser. So even back then, um, so I got up and basically I got dressed and just like just started doing my day, going about my day. And this is where, you know, I understood because it was it was, you know, it took her off guard. And I understood that it was very unpleasant and, you know, um, it was very upsetting for her to just get out of bed. So, you know, she translated it as, you know, hey, you don't want to stay with me. But myself, I was just saying, like, you know what? This is what I do, okay? And this sleeping in is what you do. But we need to identify right now, is this going to be a deal breaker? Is this going to be... This is why we're talking about, you know, you get what you tolerate. Like, okay, she was very outspoken and communicative into how, okay, telling me that, you know, I would really appreciate if we could spend this weekend morning time together and I would really appreciate it. Or the same way myself, I would really appreciate it if you respected the fact that sometimes when I wake up early in the morning, I don't want to stay in bed. But it's important to talk about this. And you see how much how much I had to verbalize this communication because proper communication, efficient communication is not speedy communication. Sometimes you have to take the time. So you get what you tolerate in terms of behavior. You you get what you tolerate in terms of, of participation. You get what you tolerate in terms of toxicity. You get what you tolerate in terms of you, right? If you're not accountable to yourself, if you keep accepting certain destructive behaviors from yourself, Again, you cannot give what you don't have, but the adverse is also true. People also treat you the way you treat yourself. If people see that you don't care about yourself, guess how they're going to respond to you, which is why there's nothing sexy about insecurity. There's nothing sexy about, you know, self-pity. There's nothing appreciative about a person who's always whining and complaining, and that was me. I, for the longest time, was complaining and saying, like, you know, oh my God, am I ever going to get out of this? And I'm so, I'm like, so, so internal damnation and everything. But once you take accountability and once you grab the reins of your life and understand that, first of all, it is a slow process, nothing happens in a day. And second, it is within you. And again, the universe attracts positivity, attracts positivity. You will be surrounded by people. Who want to see you succeed, but they're not, they're, they're willing to do it with you, but they're sure as hell not going to do it for you. And, um, what I this is something I even said to my kid brother when, uh, he came, came to stay with me, um, uh, a little while back and we actually went to the gym and, you know, he wanted me to coach him on like, you know, doing the deadlift, the proper deadlift and everything. And cause again, like, you know, okay, if you're coming to the gym with me, you're coming into my world. And this is why I kept telling myself, like, you know what? I would make a terrible uh, personal coach because I'm going to get in your face. And basically, like um, Draco said it in Rocky Four, if he dies, he dies. I'm definitely that guy. When I transition into the gym, you do not want to be around me because I can be vicious. But as far as my brother was concerned, he's like, he kept complaining. He's like, you know, I can't live this. And, you know, like, yeah, I let him vent. And I looked at him straight in the eyes like, are you done? Okay, are you done? Okay, did that feel good? You know, the venting, the self-pity, the complaining and everything. I love him to death. I love him to death. But I know how to recognize I know how to recognize BS from a mile away. And I understand that, you know, you need to get that out before you actually execute. I always say tell myself, like, you know, the time it takes you to complain about the problem, chances are you'll have solved it. But for some people it's important to get that process out, you know, get the noise away so they can execute. So I looked at him in the eyes like, Are you done? 
And I already said, like, yeah, why? Because you still need to live the bar. You're going to live the bar. You still owe me two sets. So let's go. So, so I can deal. You guys need to address, you know, I invite you guys to actually look at the noise around your life and know how to identify the distractions. Because yet again, you get what you tolerate. When I'm at work, I'm at work. You know, when I'm at home, I'm at home. And, you know, and even a recent example, we were at the dinner table and my phone was ringing and my wife was like, aren't you going to get that? I'm like, no. It's like, why? Because I'm here. I'm at the table. I'm with my family. And wouldn't you know it? It was my dad calling me straight from Haiti. He called me like three times. I'm like, I only figured that out afterwards, but I didn't, I didn't feel bad and I didn't lose sleep over it because you know what? You get what you tolerate. If I start showing the example that every single time my phone rings, I just have to run and I just have to go, oh my God. It's like, no, no, no. You know what? Everything in its place. There was a time where the phone was tacked to the wall and it kept ringing into oblivion. And you know what? Right now is dinner time. Right now is supper and I want to be here present with my wife and my kids. And you get what you tolerate. I will not tolerate being disturbed around supper time while I'm trying to have, you know, a calm, peaceful, peaceful with two minions, trying to have a calm, peaceful supper with my kids. And it's important. When I'm at home, I'm at home. When I'm at work, I'm at work. And I'm on my off time, I'm on my off time. It's really important. And you guys need to make yourself matter. And I believe that's something we're losing touch with yourself, giving outside environments or outside people too much influence into our own. And that's why you come to always blame others, right? Oh, it's so-and-so's fault. Oh, it's so-and-so's fault. It's so-and-so's fault. No, it is your fault for giving so-and-so so much real estate into your personal dynamic. Or it's your fault for not putting so-and-so in their place. It's your fault for not telling your boss that, listen, I will not be answering emails over the weekend. It is your fault for not telling that colleague, like, listen, when you come at me with an order form, make sure it's complete. It is your fault for not telling, you know, your mom. Or because, again, I used to blame my mom a lot, right? Because I used to get a lot into a lot of fights with my mom, you know? It, you need to be accountable for your own responsibility in the process. And I can only speak for myself, guys. I am not the eternal voice and I'm not in any way, you know, just trying to tell yourself this is how you should. All I'm telling yourself is trying to give you guys a little tidbit into my personal appreciation of, you know, my personal circumstance and saying that, you know, life will not always throw you roses. Life will not always be fair, but life is within your control. There are certain circumstances that you cannot control and there are things you cannot plan for. I know this all too well. I know this all too well, and I've learned this on the worst of circumstances and in the best of circumstances. You do, you cannot choose the circumstances that happen to you, but you certainly have the utmost authority over how you choose to respond to these circumstances. And something I invite you to do consciously, I invite you to do efficiently, and to reach out and talk about it, because these are things that I invite you to do very openly. And again, it's all about communication. It's all about connecting. It's all about appreciating who you are because you are you and you cannot run away from you no matter what you do, no matter what you do. I've really been going off the deep end on this one, man. <laughs> oh, this is a fun Q and a, this is a fun Q and a, um, so, yeah, to anybody who's been listening to the podcast so far, because um, I'm really curious, uh, how are you guys liking it? Uh, any comments, any any good, any bad? Because I'm really curious as to, you know, how the podcast is doing and uh, how you guys are responding to it. Anybody got uh, got any particular tidbits or tips or anything? Because I'm really curious as to see what, how, you guys are, how you guys are appreciating it. Okay, Jessica saying, you're right, it's difficult to be human, I'd much rather be Zen. <laughs> you'd, have a few, you'd have a few ways to teach me about that, Jess, definitely, because uh, you know a lot about being in your own oneness. That is good, that is good. Um, man, I've been just sort of getting on top of the hour here. Yeah, I'm just looking at the clock, just uh, making sure that, you know, we're still on point. Who else? What? Another thing that ran into my head... Um, since we're still on the topic of, um, you know, yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Just replying to a few people. Should I share this story? This is a fun story. This is a fun story. Last one before we go to bed, because uh, I know everybody has lives. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna speed through this one. And yeah, um, love it, Dodzi, visually, new and similar perspective. Yes, Dodzi, effectivement, 
um, you should definitely not just hold your own um, aspect of the universe as, you know, the only way to go about, you know, how life. Some people are very dead set on how they choose to see the world and through which prisms they choose to, you know, go about uh, the circumstances that they see. I believe that you're always, you know, you're always in motion and you're always, because I believe I'm not the same person. You as my friend, Dominique, definitely know this. I'm not who I used to be when I was 12. I'm not who I used to be when I was 18. I'm that's definitely how, you, how I used to be when I was 30. So your mindset is always going to shift depending on the circumstances that shaped you, you know? So it's never, it's never set in stone how you know, how your spirit or your being is molded, but it's always within your power to shift this any which way you can in any direction that you want, any, any, and anyhow. So it's important to keep these things in perspective when, you know, you choose to go about a circumstance differently. Um, me personally, because again, we're all talking about experiences, right? Um, when I was told that, uh, you know, I'm too soft, or I'm not enough of a shark, or, you know, you're a really nice guy, but uh, I can't really see you in, in a position of authority, you know, because you need to be a shark, you need to be, you know, a little bit more ruthless to actually, you know, deal with uh, with this uh, with this work environment. And within relationships where, you know, it's not always a good idea to always adopt, you know, the accommodating attitude because sometimes the part of being in a relationship is having to deal with these difficult circumstances or these difficult conversations in a respectful, transparent, honest manner, even if they can get sometimes uncomfortable. So I had to learn that from myself because for the longest time I was very, I'll use the word accommodating in a lot of personality, in a lot of perspectives, I was very accommodating. I would always put myself retract myself and say, okay, give major real estate to the other person's needs or the other person's expectations. And whether or not it was a mistake is up for debate. But I know now how it served me and how it damned me in a lot of circumstances. So it's with that mindset of shifting perspective that I realized, you know what, Maybe I could adjust, you know, it's like audio, right? I, because I used to be a DJ. You adjust the treble here, adjust the pitch here, add a fade here. You realize that, huh, this just might make a better sound. Rather than like, okay, the basic dull that we've just been hearing. It's the same track, but adjusted ever so slightly could create a totally different different perspective. I made a music reference there. Damn. <laughs> that was cool. Um, but I want to talk about that uh, because... Um, this, uh, this memory just went through my head, uh, earlier this week, um, because, uh, I was just, cause it's, uh, it's tax season, right? So I was going through, I was looking for an important document for my accountant. So I had to go through a lot of old documents and I just like, you know, I went through nostalgia mode and I was just thinking about one of the first job I had, uh, working here when I got to Montreal, I was working at the um, warehouse for a high-profile, high-label shoe company. And I was working at their distribution center uh, way up on the other side of town. And I was working a four-day, 10-hour shift a week, uh, going to work full-time. And I believe I was telling myself I was working, like, you know, barely above minimum wage. And um, I was just stacking, stacking boxes and cases and stacking boxes and labeling prices especially, right? And I'm not going to tell you guys how much I was making. Yes, I am going to tell you guys how I was making. I was making eight bucks and eight dollars and five cents an hour. I believe so. Yeah, it was eight bucks and five eight dollars and five cents an hour, four days a week, ten hours a day. And uh, I was basically labeling merchandise upwards of between you know seventy bucks and upwards of eight hundred and sixty-five. Yes, I labeled a pair of shoes for $865. And people who buy shoes probably, you know, probably going to say, oh, phew, that's nothing. But, you know, when you're, wor when you're working for 8 bucks an hour and you're labeling that, sort of shifts your mind into perspective and you're like, okay, all right. Again, if you can afford $800 shoes, love and light and blessings be unto you, man. And whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you happy. I have learned very early and, and I'm trying even more and more to, you know, be accepting 
of the fact that, you know, not everybody's supposed to like the same things and not everybody's supposed to value the same things. You know what? My wife loves dramas. I love, you know, foreign films. It's totally fine. It's totally okay. You know, my friend Dominique loves basketball. My brother-in-law, Frédéric, loves cars. It's okay. It is totally okay. I'm, I'm not about that. You know, it's totally okay. All right. Um, but it's important to know that, okay, maybe this chapter is not where I'm supposed to be. And for some reason right now, these $800 shoes are sort of like, you know, really irritating me right now. Um, but to fast forward, what happened, uh, I'd been working there for like a couple of months, right? And during uh, lunch break on the night shift, uh, they introduced us to this new uh, floor manager, right? Uh, this new team lead. And uh, I'm not going to say his name, but he introduced himself. Young guy, you know, really nice. Like, it's nice to meet you guys, and it's good to, uh, it's good to hear from you. It's good to meet you guys. And just so you know that, you know, I'm, I haven't been doing this, uh, you know, just yesterday. You know, I've been doing this for some time, so I've managed people already. I've been in uh, so-and-so company, so-and-so company. You know, the basic spiel, right, about, you know, what his experience is and what we can expect of him. Great. Get back on the floor. Get back to stacking boxes. Get back to labeling. And then I hear a whistle. It's like, hey. What do you do? Is that you? It's like, yeah, that's me. It's like, come on with me. It's like, come up to the office. It's like, come up to the office. I haven't been in the office since I was hired. So why am I going to the office? And again, this is a young, this is a young student, right? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Right now, you know, having been a boss, I get it now, but I can see the signs, but I just did not get it. And, um, so fast forward, he sits me down. He's like, just goes to show you that, unfortunately, like, you know, you haven't been uh, performing the way we expect you to. And, you know, you're just, you know, just holding up the line and uh, just your performance overall. I, we know that you're, you're a quality employee. You're always on time. You're always courteous. Everybody has nothing good, bad to say about you. But it's just, you know, something that, you know, unfortunately, that's really slowing us down in terms of the, pr the production. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go tonight. It will be the end of your shift. So, I'm going to need your keys and your key card and everything. The entire process of bringing me into the office to following me and escorting me off the premises took about 15 minutes. And that was the first time I ever got fired. And that was, and you know what? I remember feeling really, 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 really bad. And, you know, because again, you never get fired. You know what? You just come in and do your job and do what you can and, you know, go about it any which way you can. And, hey, here you are. You have no job. And usually my shift uh, ended at midnight. So it's like 8 o'clock. And I'm calling my girlfriend, now my wife. And she's like, wait a second. Your shift, uh, your break isn't for for another hour. What's going on? It's like, well, I'm in the parking lot. When are you in the parking lot? I said, well, I got fired. <laughs> it's like, and she didn't even flip. She didn't even flinch. And she just told me, like, you know what, baby, it's going to be okay. Because you didn't like that job anyway. You knew and you said yourself in your own words that you will not end up there. You're not going to make a career there. You didn't go in to make a career. You came in to pay for school and pay for your bills and to make a living. And you didn't like it there anyway. And I know you're going to do better. You're going to find something better. And we're going to get there. Don't worry. And this is what I mean, guys, by having the quality and the best people around you. Uh, my wife and I have been together almost a good 15 years now, and it's been something that I've cherished. You know, we've been through rock and roll together in terms of roller coaster, but we're still here, and I love her to death. And I'm telling this story not not lightly at all, because this is way back in the beginning of our relationship where she didn't have to have my back, and she didn't have to, because, you know, sometimes some relationships are fleeting, but, you know, we committed to each other. And I didn't feel good about getting fired, but it's always comforting and it's always rewarding to know that at least one person has your back, you know, for now, as sucky as it is for now, you know, it's going to be okay. And it was, and it was, it was totally fine. And I have nothing against that company. I've never bought shoes there since, since, but Hey, that's my, my own personal conviction, but it's important to be grateful and it's important to recognize that. Every chapter, and I said this in the last episode, be, 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 you know, be grateful for the struggle because it's only part of your journey. It's not your story overall, but it, it is part of your journey. You know, um, I've been through a lot of personal circum circumstances since then. But, you know, you always think that it's the worst possible thing, right? 
Oh man, this podcast is ending in 25 seconds. Says uh, says Instagram. So guys, I'm gonna take 20 seconds to thank you. Have to rush in the air again. Stay awesome. Thank you so much for your presence and time. Sorry to cut this off. I had no idea there was an hour delay, but I love you guys. Thank you so much, and catch the podcast at the next uh, at the next recording. Love you guys so much, and please stay awesome.